Average Golfers Unite. It's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast Round 13, bringing you another avalanche of Average Golf Guy illumination, an injection to stimulate you for the game we all love and sometimes hate. So stick around. Average Golfers Unite. It's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast, the podcast designed for average golfers like me. I'm Nick McClendon coming to you from Norfolk, Virginia today. I'm really excited about this round's Nick's Golf Guy Podcast. Glad you could join me. We're going to be covering golf news, what is happening on the PGA Tour. And this week, I am very excited as we head on over to Sewell's Point Golf Course in Norfolk, Virginia for an interview golf course review with fellow average golfer and good friend Ben Farsi. We have plenty of average golfer things to discuss in between, so let's head on over to this week's Off the Tee. And in this week's golf news, Phil Mickelson continues his self-imposed exile from professional golf as news this week broke that he would not be defending his title this coming weekend in Oklahoma at the PGA Championship. In related news, the PGA Tour has denied waivers to those who sought one to to play in the LIV opening tournament outside of London this summer. Maybe we'll see Phil then. Seems to be some talk and contentious views within the golf world surrounding the LIV thus far, so we shall see what the future brings with LIV golf. And an update on your friend and mine average golfer extraordinaire, Jessica Spicer, who joined me on The podcast back in round 12 went up to Alexandria, Virginia to qualify for the Women's U.S. Open, but fell just short finishing at 12 over for the 36-hole contest. But not not to be deterred as her and her sister Sarah battled it out in the 6th Annual VSGA Women's Four-Ball Championship this past weekend. The Spicers finished 14 under 132 and went on to win the first hole shootout to take the victory. Congratulations, Jessica and Sarah, on the win. Looking forward to hearing from those two on future rounds of Nick's Golf Guide podcast. On the PGA Tour this week, May 12th through 15th in McKinney, Texas, just outside of Dallas at the AT&T Byron Nelson, TPC Craig Ranch. KH Lee of South Korea found himself at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday, pulling out the win with a final round of 63, finishing 25 under for the big win. Congratulations, Mr. Lee. KH Lee takes home 1638000 of the $9,100,000 purse. The next tournament this weekend is the PGA Championship, the second major of the year in Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 19th through 22 at Tulsa Hills Country Club. Good luck to all you pro golfers making the cut and swinging the sticks in Tulsa this weekend. Top three moneymakers in the world, on the tour anyway. Sam, uh, number three, Sam Burns uh, comes in at that spot with $4,442,731. bucks. Number two on the money list is Cameron Smith. The Aussie pulls in $6,691,487. And the number one moneymaker thus far on the tour is the man from Texas, Scotty Scheffler, $10,138,062. Top three golfers in the world, Colin Morikara is number three. Number two, the Spaniard reclaims the number two spot, John Rahm, and the number one golfer in the world, the man from Texas, Scotty Scheffler. That's going to be it for this week's Off the Tee. 
Now let's head on over to this week's course review at Sewell's Point Golf Course in Norfolk, Virginia. And good afternoon. Welcome to Sewell's Point Golf Club, Nick's Golf Guy podcast course review with my good friend and fellow average golfer, Ben Farsi. Ben, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. Good. We had a good time today. Uh, but uh, we'll get to the course review here in just a bit. Uh, but let's talk about you first. Are, where are you from exactly? I'm from Virginia Beach, Virginia, born and raised. Born and raised here in Virginia Beach. Absolutely. All right. Cool. Coastal Virginia guy. Uh, and uh, when did you start first start playing golf? I first started playing when COVID was bad. It's like 2020. Me and okay. my friends, mainly my best friend Baron, we picked up some clubs and just got out there playing. So it wasn't anything like, like did Baron play with, before you, or did you no. guys just say, hey, let's hit the. Hit yeah, the we, course. we just took a mutual thing. And then he's really good now. He plays in like, he lives in Florida playing in like tournaments and stuff. He's balling out. Oh, okay, cool. cool. So I can only hope to be like him one day. Right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, nothing wrong with that. Are you, uh, do, do you play in any tournaments? Have you found yourself no. in that? Only, only when we were played in school. Right. But. I, I don't think I'd play competitively again. I'd embarrass myself. <laughs> what did um? What was your? You said you played one year of high school. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What was that experience like for you? Yeah. So I played my senior year, and I originally wasn't gonna play, but Baron, my best friend, went to high school together. He convinced me to play, so I joined like a week after the season started, and it was just a lot of fun. You know, we lost every match we played, but it was like it was a really good experience, and you got to play some. Qu- really cool courses for free and i did learn a lot out there all right cool cool so um is there anybody like other than baron that you uh, now he i mean he's obviously in florida uh, mm-hmm. do you is there somebody you play right pretty regularly that keeps you kind of yeah involved with, absolutely uh, with the My, game? yeah i got a friend uh, his name's eli we, and he goes to jmu but when he's home we like to play a lot oh, okay and um just some other like friends i've made and cool. stuff we like to hit that the course in, every now and then that are into it like yeah. you are yeah cool. absolutely Cool. So, um, what's, what's your, uh, do you have a, have you been tracking your scores? Do you have a handicap or what do you basically average on, I, on a round of golf? I'd say, I, I don't really like track my handicap, but if I had to guess, I'd average shooting in like high 80s, low 90s, like we saw today. Right. My best round I've ever played is like an 82. Where'd you play that? Cypress Point. At Cypress Point. A favorite here in Virginia Beach for all of us average golfers, for sure. I just played there a couple of weeks ago. It's it's the best. Yeah, yeah, it is a fun, fun course. But Sewell's Point uh, Golf Course uh, is fun but challenging, as we Very. found out today. Uh, let's go into our uh, course review here real quick. The Sewell's Point Golf Club was designed by uh, Donald J. Ross. It's uh, opened in 1927. It's a par 71 with a 6,280 yards. The slope is 125, and the course rating is 70.2. So what we're going to uh, do, uh, Ben, we, we've been talking about this on the course today, and we're going to discuss the uh, three the three first uh, holes we're going to discuss are the, the three hardest course holes on the course on the front nine. First one's being the fifth hole. Now, by this time in, in the round, I was already in the – I was already in the, the crapper, uh, had a miserable first four holes, uh, and I blame them on my new irons. My All my fellow fellow golfers, I just got a new set of irons, and uh, it's going to take a little time to get used to for sure. But uh, how do we do on uh, uh, the um, opening par four, and what what is unique about that? Go ahead and explain that to our 
part that four. that part four is definitely a, it's a challenge off the tee because there's a very large tree about about 100 yards off from the tee box and it's just big it's full and it's you can't go around it so you got to go under or over but like nick was saying on the course it's a psychological thing because nine times out of ten any golfer can like their drive should go over that tree right but it's just a mental thing but it's a mental thing so yeah. you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna hit it into, into the, the tree. tree it looks because it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a it's kind of like a, an illusion almost. yeah absolutely it looks it looks a lot further out than it actually is mm-hmm. um so that's a big uh a big kind of draw to that hole that really it's intimidating that makes it an, an intimidating hole you're absolutely right and my my drive i actually boinked that tree mm-hmm. and dropped underneath it how'd you do you went yeah right, right? i was slicing it pretty bad today so off the tee i was right next to you probably by like maybe 15 16 yards to the right of you in the in, in the thick of it but i had a good punch out but kept it low it would have been a great shot but nicked a few branches going through and dropped it down dropped it down but yeah. what can you do yeah i pulled myself out of that one but um had a tough time getting to the green actually yeah getting to the green yeah that bunker was brutal the bunker was brutal <laughs> was that the bunker shot when i dropped yeah. it in the same yeah yeah took about fi- i took, took a nine, 15 bunker nine shots. iron and and dropped it up and it was mm-hmm. a great it was a great shot right up in the air but it landed right on the green side bunker yeah and uh yeah so i ended up uh triple bogeying that par five again blame it on the irons uh you double bogeyed yeah no, bogeyed no it's a par four yes yeah, so i doubled i got a, four. Oh, it was a par four i got a six bogeyed. yeah got a um, six. so yeah that, i mean that's a that's one of the kind of the keynote holes here uh when i was talking to a couple other guys i golfed here uh, with before they were talking about that tree and the psychology to it mm-hmm. um how difficult it was but let's move on to the uh hole six which was it's the worst hole on the course it's, it's so hard hole. I, and i you know, i'm gonna say it i said it today on the course i'm gonna say it again it's a par eight that they've crammed down into a par five that's just all there is to it it's long it's narrow it's, it's, it's not fun yeah and the the flag seems like it's four and a half miles away so <laughs> um how do we do on that one how'd you do on your drive there the drive man what did i do pretty sure i hit it pretty far left so instead of my slice i hit a just a terrible draw yeah and it and and nipped nip the trees there yeah kind of hit it out and i actually had a pretty decent drive yeah you smacked it yeah i was hugging the tree line that whole entire hole until about 120 out it just that hole i've played this course probably 25 times because this is our school course uh-huh that hole every time. I don't think I've ever parted. It. It's brutal. It's if you're hard. if you're in the Norfolk, Virginia area, my fellow uh, average golfers, Seals Point is a uh, little hidden gem that not a lot of people know about, and it brings uh, you got to you got to use every stick in your back uh, Definitely. for sure, especially Definitely. on this on this par six for sure. Or Absolutely, par, five. par six basically. Par basically, par six. I'm gonna write them a strongly worded email when I'm, <laughs> when I'm done today. Um, so let's go on to uh, the ninth hole. Um, which is a par four, 404 yards. We were hitting from the whites today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't think it's the hardest hole in the course. Absolutely we, we discussed not. this. It's, it's ranked no on the way. handicap uh, meter as uh, the hardest hole in the course. And it's basically a straight, it's just straight. A straight par four shot. It kind of bends right there at the end a little bit. A tad bit. You got kind of an elevated green going up. 
nothing behind the green bunker to the left i think yeah but it's it's easy the one issue that you do have though if you go too far left you could find yourself in a world of trouble definitely on, the, on that fairway with the yeah. trees i know i did last time i played here i was like good lord so uh ninth hole was uh ninth hole we did okay finished up uh you um bogeyed and i triple bogeyed so the front nine uh was probably my worst round in quite some time you yeah me as well you you hit a 50 and i stroked a 58 on that one can you say ouch my fellow average golfers very painful (laughs) very painful so let's move on to the uh the back nine which was i think personally speaking i think you would you would agree that we we played the back nine a little bit better yeah we definitely both found our stride yeah found found our stride we're hitting them well Hitting them well for sure. I, I think my uh, driver was my best. Uh, my Absolutely. best. You were smacking that <laughs> yeah, thing. It was I, great. My driver. I'm thinking about just taking it out of the bag and putting another five iron in because <laughs> I was hitting the five iron well today. Five iron was your club. That today? was my club today. I yeah, my confident. club was my club was definitely the uh, the driver yeah. for sure. Yeah, you were hitting it very well. Yeah, I was very surprised. Um, working on my my new irons is gonna gonna take some time. So off to the driving range I go, but. Um, before I do that, let's head on over to uh, hole 11. It's uh, four f- 457 yards, par 5. Yes, so coming out of the back nine, starting it off. The first one, it's an easy par 3. I took a par there. Five. So it's that one where you drive, and um, it's right next to the tee box. The green's next to the tee box at nine. So you got the water to the left of the box. Right. So, the hole's pretty hard. I mean, I took a double bogey there, so did Nick. Six hardest, yeah, six hardest hole on the course. Mm-hmm. Um, kept us busy for sure, but uh, we played it well. That's the one with the water right there. Yeah. At the end. Mm-hmm. That Definitely. The, the water kind of chunks, it like kind of bends, bends yeah, and takes a bite out of the it. approach shot there for sure. Yeah, I pulled together a, a double bogey on that one. I was kind of happy with that one uh, for the way I'd been playing, so. Uh, then we move on to uh, hole number 13, a par four, 377 yards. This is the fourth hardest hole on the course, and I think, personally speaking, this was our best hole. My best hole. Yeah, I think, I, I'd say, yeah, I took a birdie here, too. Yeah, so. this was your, yeah, this was your this birdie was, shot. This was a good no, confidence booster to get my swagger back for the rest of the round. Yeah, for sure. I, I got a little swagger, but not much. <laughs> um, go ahead and uh, break through uh, how you, from the tee box to the pin, how you, how you manage this, this hole. Yeah, so off the tee, it's like probably my only good drive of the day. I found the fairway. And then my second approach shot, I'd say I was about 130, maybe 145 out. Hit a, I hit a low five iron. I believe it was my five iron. Hit and then I hit the green. Rolled off to the right just a tad, right on the fringe, and I just putted it. And the putt was a little quick, so if it didn't hit that hole, it was gonna be, it was gone. Right. But you know, got lucky. Found the bottom of the cup and I took a birdie. You know. Yeah, for the sure. only birdie of the day. I, the only birdie of the day for sure. That I, I didn't even come. I came close a couple times with par, just missing yeah uh par putts but um that was uh that was definitely the highlight uh highlight watching you punch oh absolutely Um, we got a lot of birds out here too chirping uh chirping away cheering you on for sure (laughs) yeah and then uh, on to the 17th 
The second hardest hole on the course. Uh, let's go through that. This was a uh, par four, 409 yards. Um, a, I smacked it. I got I got probably yes. my best drive out of out of that one today. Excellent off the tee here. Yeah, for you at least. For sure. I you cannot. I cannot pin, say the same. You kind of sliced it a little bit to the right there. Yeah. Found yourself in the trees. Yeah, it was a. I thought it went further than it did, but it was a short slice. But I somehow got it back together, took a bogey here, so I'll take it. You know? Right on. Right on. I pulled a double bogey on that one. Bummer. But it kind of averaged out to um, how I was playing today. And again, my fellow average golfers, I blame my irons. <laughs> and then on to the uh, 18th. We'll talk about the 18th. It's the 14th hardest hole in the course, but we played this one pretty well. Yeah, um, Definitely. We have the green actually to the back of a, to the back of to our backs here, um, and we both had just solid shots all the way, all yeah. the way through. Yeah, you hit a great drive. You found the center. I found it. I was you outdrove me by a few yards. I hate to say it. Yeah, but I fell short on my second shot, mm -hmm. um, but my my chip shot onto the green went really well. Yeah, my second shot, I I hit another five iron. I hit it pretty far not too far left but i found myself behind a tree so i had to get creative creative there For out sure. of the sand some rocks behind a tree oh, but that's right you found yourself in the sand on that one. yeah but you, we figured it out was, your out was really nice yeah I, I always feel pretty comfortable having to hit out of the sand i think that's one thing that i learned pretty well playing in school i remember learning here how to do it and um shout out to baron swearingen he He's the one who taught me how to do it. It was crazy. A little shout out to Baron down in Florida. Yes, sir. Right on, right on. So um, let's talk about. Let's go uh, back. We should, probably should have talked about this prior to, but looking back on on the scorecard and the aggravation, we're gonna. I'm gonna burn the scorecard when I get home. Tonight, so <laughs> do you want to tell him your score? Um, no, yes, I finished up with a 108 average guy golf score of 108, and you finished with a, a 93. A, so 43 on the back nine. I'm happy with that. You took a 50 on the back nine, yeah, which is so, not bad. You which is my know. average, generally yeah. speaking. I shot seven shots lower. You shot eight, so yeah. you beat me on the back. I shot eight. I shot eight over on the um, uh, eight over my general over. average, yeah, yeah, 58. So, uh, but again, it's fun to blame the irons and not the <laughs> golfer. I'm blaming the, the I'm blaming the trees. It's always the clubs and the trees. These trees, the tree, man. Uh, the trees in this course, uh, my fellow average golfers, when you come here and play Souls Point, um, are a constant challenge Dude, you gotta you gotta keep the shots low if you're not in the center of the fairway if you're if you're out here you gotta keep it low just and i think uh you know i talked about this uh, a couple of times in, in past rounds is course management you know where you mm -hmm. find yourself not wanting you know kind of taking that that extra shot to get out of that bad yeah absolutely those those bad situations where you know you might hit it a little bit too high and point the tree and it yeah. drops you just kind of want to chip it out just and try play to the safe it. route just punch it Playing the safe route, punch it out, and uh, and then approach from there. Yeah. Um, but the the uh, fairways today were in pretty good shape, wouldn't you say, considering the some of the uh, climate events we've had the past oh, uh, yeah. week or so? Yeah. Coming out here, I thought it was going to be soaking wet, but this course, the fairways were pretty dry, a little soft. Um, it was great condition, the course all around. I definitely definitely give them props for that yeah for sure um what i don't give them props for is the way the uh putting greens played today no, it was they like putting off your, it was like putting on your marble kitchen floor, kitchen floor right like yeah, i thought we were kind of at augusta point <laughs> augusta, augusta national. Of, yeah. yeah it was they were crazy fast today 
Yes, the greens today, I was not I was not expecting in the slightest to be that quick. Um, in the past, they've never been that fast, so it took me a, took me probably the whole front nine to really get a grip on them. The back nine, I I think you and I both started to get a feel for the yeah. for the reeds, both slopes and like which way the putts are breaking. Yeah, I think it's fair to say on the on the front nine they were moving so fast you couldn't really collect you know collect your thoughts on no, we just the, the break or yeah. I mean, I was looking at the break, but then I was more concerned with the speed of the, the speed putt. of it. Yeah, and it wasn't breaking where I thought it was breaking. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, if you want to up your putting game here at uh, Souls Point, is the place to go. Definitely. Um, so, uh, really good round, Ben. I really appreciate it. Uh, you coming out and playing with me today. It was a lot of fun. Beautiful day. Great weather. Uh, not really a cloud in the sky. So it's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous, uh, gorgeous day here in Norfolk, Virginia. But right now, let's head on over to uh, this week's The Short Game. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, ask you three golf terms. Three All right. golf terms. And you're going to see if you can answer them. I'll give you the answer. At the end. I'll read the answer after you give me the answer. Sounds good. Um, and so it's uh, called the Golf Language Lesson. This is uh, on Nick's Golf Guide, The Short Game. Round 13. Ben, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, here it goes. All right, first golf term of round 13, alternate shot golf. What is alternate shot golf? I've definitely heard of this term before. Um, if I take a guess, it's just playing, uh, maybe you have a partner with you and you guys play every other shot. If I had to guess, that's what it would be. Ding, 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 excellent. So here's the um, the uh, long answer. Another twist of stroke play. In this format, one player hits the drive and then another player hits the next shot and okay. so forth until the hole is completed. The score recorded is the same manner as stroke play. So good job, you're one for one. On to do, uh, the next golf language lesson term of round 13. Duffer, what is a duffer? Is, isn't it like when you hit it fat? No. No, okay. Not according to this definition. But All right. I mean, you could say I, I feel like it. I, yeah, I feel like yeah. I, I feel like someone has said like, oh, I duffed it. Yeah. I, I thought that's what they were talking about. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. But really, if you're a duffer, mm -hmm. it would ref ref reflect on me. I'm a duffer because it's an unskilled golfer also called a hacker. <laughs> so if you're a duffer. You just hack at the ball. That would have been me today with my new irons. So. <laughs> All right, so you're one for one. On to the third golf language lesson word of the round. Zoomy. What is a zoomy? Someone who plays a quick round. Somebody who plays a quick round. That's my guess. That is your guess. And unfortunately, you are incorrect. A zoomy. Mm -hmm. I, I zoomied today, actually. Really? With my driver. A zoomy is a drive that goes further than most drives ever hit by the golfer who smacked it. And so, oh yeah, I could definitely say that I pulled some zoomies. Hit, out hit a zoomie out there. Yeah, I knocked a zoomie out. It's, there. it's always a good feeling to hit a zoomie. Always a good feeling. Definitely, especially when it's right down the middle. Oh yeah. Um, set yourself up for the second, second shot. However, um, my second shots, I just did not. Uh, <laughs> they they didn't live up to the zoomie. Right. They did not live <laughs> up to the zoomie. I, I disappointed myself on on the second shot and uh, getting them out there and uh, rewarding myself, but. That's just uh, the average golfer life. What can you do, right? And now on to the question of the week. Uh, ben, we discussed this uh, in detail today. 
And from all my fellow average golfers, I want you to answer this question. When you're having a mentally challenging day on the golf course, what do you do to overcome the mental challenges of, of having a tough day on the course? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do? Personally, I just try and my, – my, my high school coach would always tell us this. He would say, don't think about the last shot and just, like, forget about it and just look on to the next and just keep doing that. Just kind of try and hit some good shots to get your confidence and your swagger up and just keep playing off that. And just realize, like, you're out, I'm out, like, I'm out here to have fun, you know. Even when I'm in was it match play, when I have played competitively, at the end of the day I'm out here to have fun and just enjoy enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. That we exactly. all love. But um, it's one of those things that went the mental challenge to the game. Like like today, mm-hmm. the trees got into our Yeah, heads. they definitely – they. I. Yeah, the trees definitely took a few strokes off my score, not just because they were taking the balls, but because I was so focused on them. Right. And it was, my focus wasn't on hitting the shot I needed to hit. So definitely, I, I feel like golf's like 70% mental. Yeah, for once, sure. Once you can get that mental game once you, down, then the physical game is a lot easier to uh, perfect. Oh, well said. Well said. You heard it here first on Nick's Golf Guy podcast from the average golfer, Ben Farsi today getting control of that mental mental uh anguish that we all have on the golf course what's your answer my fellow average golfers golf guy nick 757 at gmail.com <laughs> let me know let me know name and town name and town what do you do to overcome the mental challenges of a miserable round of golf and that's going to be it for this round 13 of Nick's Golf Guy podcast. I want to thank my friend Ben Farsi for joining me today, and thank you for listening. I'll be back with round 14 next week of Nick's Golf Guy podcast, the podcast designed for average golfers like me. Until then, my fellow average golfers, tee times, tee offs, and better scores for a happy average golfer life.